This is episode 165, Healing and Dealing with Trauma Without Retraumatizing Yourself with Corey. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Just wanted to thank all of you again who left reviews for the show as part of our anniversary celebration. We got like over a hundred new reviews for the show, which is so, so awesome. And even though the anniversary contest celebration is over, it still means the world to me when you leave a review or rating because it helps the show grow. It also really helps when you share with other people about the show. I also love to hear from you. So hit me up on Instagram, post something on the comment section on my webpage about the podcast, christinehassler.com slash podcast is where you can find all episodes and go on a binge. If you're a newer listener, go back and listen to some earlier episodes. All the numbered episodes are coaching episodes and the titles kind of give a sneak peek into which each one is. I'm really grateful for today's caller. She asked such an important question, which I think is especially relevant as we're in a time when more and more people are speaking openly about trauma that they've experienced. And when more and more people speak openly about trauma that they've experienced, more and more of us are activated or triggered, remember our own trauma. And when we dive into personal development work, we need to wear a seatbelt sometimes, and sometimes we can go a little too fast, and sometimes we can process things, attempt to process things a little too much on our own. And without the right seatbelt, and without the right directions, and without the right car being really safe, I don't know if this is the right metaphor, but you're following me. Sometimes it can just feel like too much. And so Corey asked this question about how to process her trauma in a way that doesn't make her feel more traumatized. And if any of you are feeling that way, and the word trauma may not resonate for you, it might even be, how do you process your past without feeling like, oh my gosh, it's so much. Is it ever going to end? How do I process my past without just walking around like a depressed zombie or crying all the time or all of those things? So if you can relate to any of that, I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. This is a tender episode. If trauma has been part of your past or if you relate to what I was saying about kind of that personal development overwhelm, I suggest you listen to this episode where you can really take it in, where you're not driving in your car, where you can really like sit and listen and take it in. Because the work Corey did in this episode and some of the things that I said to her are for you as well. Quick announcement, my spring retreat, which is perfect for any of you who feel like this processing stuff is just too much and you need a better car with a better seatbelt, like you need a container where you can really do it in a safe way with skilled professionals helping you. My spring retreat is more than half sold out. It's in March, christinehassler.com slash spring dash retreat or email jill at christinehassler.com. I also, at the end of the year, actually even before the end of the year, I'm going to have an opening for a personal client. I only take 
eight personal coaching clients a year. So if you're feeling the call to work with me, you felt that call for a while, perhaps this is your sign. Reach out to jill at christinehassler.com. As you're listening to my coaching call with Corey, consider, are you doing a lot of personal development work, but it's beginning to feel overwhelming? Do you feel this life that you're dreaming of with the abundance and the friends and the relationship and the impact, but your current reality is so far from it, you don't think it's ever going to happen? Are you terrified of actually feeling your feelings? Because once you open that can of worms, you feel like you're never going to get to the other side of it. And if and when you do feel your feelings, is there also an inner judger that comes up and analyzes and reacts so that your feelings actually aren't honored. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Corey. Corey, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. I'm so excited to be here. Super nervous too. (laughs) So I've been thinking a lot about trauma and the trauma I endured as a child and kind of the cycle of shame that I've been in because of that. And I know that the next step for me is to try to work on a somatic cellular level to get it out of my body. But I've been having some fear around doing that work because every time I kind of come to this place in my personal growth journey, I feel like I'm getting like re-traumatized So I guess I'm just kind of looking for some guidance and perspective around that and how, yeah, because I'm starting to have like dreams about people breaking into my house Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, which happens every time at this point. At this point, meaning what? Like what point are you at right now? Like uncovering, like I'm in your personal mastery. And so like uncovering like, you know, belief systems and like I had a coach earlier this year and I just hired another coach. And so just like a lot of personal growth work where I'm diving really deep. And so fear is just kind of coming up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're not stuffing in terms of you're not remembering, but what I don't feel like you're doing enough of is is getting it out of your body. Yes, definitely. Okay. So I guess my question is like, how do I really dive into that? But also, I don't know, just... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And this is such an important question and I'm so glad you're bringing it up and more and more people are speaking about their trauma, are remembering their trauma. Just everything that's happening in the world is giving us more access to memories. So let's, let's see if we can just shift your languaging a little bit. And can you let go of the belief that you keep re-traumatizing yourself? Um, I want to. <laughs> okay. okay. So what I'm hearing is that you're feeling feelings that maybe were felt for a little bit, but got suppressed and all the feelings that kind of have been tucked away for a long time are coming up. So how does it sound to say I'm beginning to release my trauma? Scary. <laughs> what feels scary about the word releasing it? Um, I don't know. It just felt like when you said that, like, it's like this sort of opening that won't be able to, to shut again. And that feels scary. I mean, intellectually, I obviously, that's my goal. I want to release it. I want to get unblocked, but I guess I'm afraid to 
find out what's in there. (laughs) In terms of the feelings, in terms of the memories, in terms of what? I think both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. You already know. Your body and your unconscious already know. And yes, the releasing process may be painful short term, but long term, holding it all in is going to be more damaging. And trauma, and I don't know what exactly happened to you, but it's really, really important that when we're working with severe trauma, like mental, physical, sexual abuse, those kinds of things, that we are working with some skilled practitioners to help us move it out of our body. Are you working with anyone in person? I'm not, no. Okay. That might be a really important step because part of what is so traumatic about trauma is we, we experience it alone. You know, while whatever was happening to you was happening to you, you felt very alone and very helpless. And so trying to do this alone, even if you're reading books or in my course or whatever it may be, makes it scarier because it reinforces. So not only are you kind of having the memory and the pain, the trauma, but you're also feeling alone again and Mm -hmm. isolated. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, well, it makes a lot of sense. You're talking, it came up that I have a lot of shame around like releasing my trauma, like I feel like I'm going to be too much for, mm-hmm. for people. For what kind of people? Like if you did it at, you know, the middle of the line at the grocery store, <laughs> that might be a little too much. But if you're working with a skilled practitioner, then it's not. Yeah, I guess I'm just like, it appears like that I'm, I'm not going to be able to hold it together in day-to-day life. <laughs> well... But the thing is, you're holding it together right now. It's natural and common that when one is doing deep work, you need a little bit of a time out. Like not that you can't function, but when we're releasing and healing trauma, it's like the brain and the nervous system are completely rewiring. It's that image of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It's not like they hop in a cocoon and poof their butterfly. The cocoon is hard work because everything is getting rewiring. They're literally turning into a different thing. And because trauma is so impactful on the unconscious mind and on the nervous system, and because when we start to unlock it, there's so many different ages and parts of us that start to get triggered. It, it does feel like a lot and it is a lot, but sweetheart, it's, you, can, you can absolutely get through it. Just the fact that you can be on this call with me shows me that. And I do recommend finding a skilled practitioner, specifically a somatic therapist that specializes in trauma release and healing, to start to create a safe space for you so that you can dip into these things without feeling like you're completely on your own. So what's happening in your body right now? I feel like it's going to take too much time and <laughs> I, I, I just want to get to the part where I'm out of the cocoon I guess. Mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm just so far away from like what I, who I want to be and who do you want to be? I want to be. <laughs> who do you want to be and where do you want to be? 
I want to be abundant. I want to feel <laughs> relaxed and comfortable in my body. I want to be able to mm-hmm. receive and to give and to be in the flow of life. And I want to have my own business. Um, I want to be financially free and I want to feel secure in my life. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just feel like everything kind of just a lot fell apart for me this summer. And so what fell apart and have work for a, a long time. And I, my finances really, you know, I'm just, I'm paycheck to paycheck and scraping by and mm-hmm. I'm in a lot of debt and, mm-hmm you know, some relationships with friends fell apart. And Mm -hmm. so how much worse does it need to get until you actually dive in and deal with all this? Right. And that's not a criticism. It's not, it's your, the universe, your soul, your higher self is really assisting you and wanting you to get free. Yeah. And sometimes it takes getting really desperate to get on our knees and surrender and say, okay, I'm willing. I'm willing to feel the pain so I can heal it. I'm willing to try to stop holding it all together. I'm willing to let myself really fall apart so that I can actually put myself back together in a healthy way because after trauma, we piece ourselves together with duct tape just so we can survive in the world. But the identity that we've put together and the survival system is held together with duct tape, which is why it's hard to feel worthy. It's hard to feel safe in our bodies. It's hard to feel enough, which is why finances suffer, relationships suffer, health suffer, so on and so forth. So I I just want to say a couple things to you. One, you are not broken. You are not damaged goods. I don't know what happened. I don't need to know what happened to be certain in saying that to you. So that's number one. Number two, whatever happened is absolutely healable. The fact that you're able to have this coherent conversation with me and paint a picture of what you really desire tells me that no matter what's happened, your essence Your innocence, your purity has not been damaged. Next, dealing with trauma is serious business. It requires help. We're not supposed to do it alone. So now what's happening in your body? I mean, a lot of fear is coming up. Okay, so let the fear speak. I'm scared because... Scared me because I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Scared because you don't know if I can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Scared because I don't know if anybody's gonna be able to love me through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? scared that I'm not actually ever going to get the things that I really want. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so take a breath. 
And now, how does that feel in your body? Um, I don't know. I just feel like the kind of heaviness from crying in my chest. Mm-hmm. How's the fear? If it was at a 10 before, where is it now? Like a five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me explain what just happened. This is how we start to heal trauma. We let the emotions out. We let the words with the emotions out. And we have another person love us through it. Can you see how I'm loving you through this? Yeah. Can you see how it's not too much? And again, even if you told me exactly what your past is, still wouldn't be too much. So see how the fear just went down by five points? Yeah. Right. That's because you're moving it out of your body. They're expressing your emotions. And by getting all the fears and anxieties in your head out. And it wasn't terrible, was it? No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, healing doesn't have to be this like hellish process. Really, the the body and the unconscious will release things and move through things pretty quickly. The thing that slows us down is the mind. The thing that slows us down is the judger. And I will share that's the biggest shift for me in releasing my pain and trauma is when I just expressed it in my body. Let the emotions out. Let myself scream and yell and cry and shout and use bad words and just move it in my body and do weird movements with my body and like, you know, have, have healers that supported me through it. The more I could quiet down the judger of when is this going to go away? This is so painful. Is this ever going to end? Why don't I have what I want? Do I look ugly when I cry? Why did I make that weird sound? I, uh, you know, that, that whole thing. And then also that whole, I don't know who I am. How am I, how am I ever going to function without this? Like all those fears of the, the identity breakdown, that's just the mind. Those are just voices in our head. Did that make sense? What I just said? Yes, but I, I guess I just don't know how to like not have that like other part of me that's always judging and watching and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've worked with that voice to be nicer but it's Mm -hmm. still there and it's always a new level well it's because it thinks it's protecting you um and so there's another voice that sounds a lot like my voice or like the tone of my voice that can be louder and that's the voice of compassion So it's almost like you've got to make another voice louder rather than trying to rid yourself of the judger, the voice of compassion, the voice of it's okay, Corey, you got this. It's okay. I'm here. We're going to get through it. What else? What else? Remember how, when you were talking about your fears, I just said, what else? What else? And I just let you speak. So it's like that voice of compassion 
instead of the voice that's trying to talk me out of it. Right. Right. Which is, which is normal because again, like the ego identifies with the pain because it's all you've known. And so when some part of us realizes that, oh my God, we're healing, we're shifting, it freaks out and it grabs on tighter. So I'm not surprised that you're wrestling with the judge even more as you're doing this work. It's very normal, very normal for that to come on stronger because it, it feels like, you know, it's going to be demoted, you know, it feels like it's not going to be useful anymore. So it grabs on tighter. And because of your trauma background, you have a comfort zone with pain and suffering. Something I work with a lot with people that come to retreats or that work with me one-on-one is an addiction to suffering. And we'd be like, who would ever be addicted to suffering? That's ridiculous. But oftentimes, if there's been a lot of trauma, especially a lot of abuse, if our worthiness is so low, it actually identifies very well with an addiction to suffering because we think that's what we deserve. Yeah, I resonate with that. Yeah. And I want to say to you, that's not you. You deserve the world. You deserve and are fully capable of all those things you listed off to me. Every single one of them. And right now, you're at a point where you're willing. You're willing to heal and deal. You just don't know how. That's okay. You're willing. Your willingness got you on this call with me. Look at the ways the universe is supporting you. Is there anyone in your life, a family member, uh, someone, a friend, anyone that really, really loves you and is abundant or well off financially? (laughs) No. No one. No. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of my uncles actually, I keep thinking about it, but Okay. I haven't talked, spoken to him in years, but he did write me an email saying that if I ever needed anything. Okay. Okay. So that's where that question was coming from. These aren't random questions that pop in. Yeah. I keep forgetting about it. Okay. Okay. So here's what I'd suggest. Where do you live? Santa Barbara. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. There's, you could throw a stone and I'm sure you could find a somatic <laughs> therapist there. So what I would recommend is reaching out to your uncle in a very vulnerable way. And does he know about your background? The tr- some of the traumatic things? I don't know that he knows specifics, but I mean... I don't see how he couldn't know some things because the whole family is pretty <laughs> dysfunctional. Okay. Okay. So how would you feel if you reached out to him and said, Uncle John, whatever his name is, it's very, very hard for me to ask you this. I'm very nervous about asking you this. You wrote to me that if I never needed anything, I could ask you. I'm asking you. I'm ready to deal with some of the things that's happened to me as a child and I need help. There's a really good somatic therapist that I found that I worked with. Right now, I don't have the money. Would you be willing to help me financially with this? It's okay for you to say no. I just wanted to ask. Corey, you've got an angel emailing you, asking you if you need any help. 
it's time to start asking for help. You can't do this all on your own. And not again, not because you're damaged. No one can. No human is supposed to do all their healing work on their own and process trauma all their own. And you've done an amazing job so far. I so acknowledge you for all the work that you've done. You're making amazing progress. And now it's just time for the next step to like be with somebody with these feelings in a space where you're held and you're safe and someone that's really qualified can really hold that space for you. And so like a somatic therapist specifically, Mm -hmm. um, and any, any way to find somebody like who's, I don't know, better than somebody else or I don't know. (laughs) Well, you're in the, um, my mastery course. So I would post that you're looking for that. I just Googled somatic therapist, trauma, Santa Barbara, and like so much came up. You could like spend a little time on Google, read reviews. You could ask to talk to the therapist before you have an appointment with them. And what I'd really recommend is pray about it. Like ask the universe, help me know who's the best person for me to work with here. Okay. I can do that. And can you do the email to your uncle? Yeah, definitely. So that money isn't an excuse. Yeah. Okay. What is that background noise? I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just curious what it is because nothing's random. (laughs) It's my boyfriend. Blending and I... Him not to disturb me. He's what is he blending? <laughs> He's blending like a smoothie or something. It's like his afternoon <laughs> like smoothie, his pre dinner smoothie. <laughs> okay, so here's why that happened because life is reminding you that it's okay to be happy too and to laugh about things. Like, you were like, you have to be really quiet. This is a really serious <laughs> yeah. phone call. And then he's like blending a smoothie in the background. The (laughs) loudest thing you could possibly do. I mean, what's louder than a Vitamix, right? Yeah. Yeah. But feel that laughter. (laughs) Feel that laughter in your body. See how we can talk about this stuff, but you can still feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And see all the signs the universe is sending you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It already is. <sighs> How do you feel? Grateful. Mm. How do you feel in your body? Uh, a little scared still, not as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that fear is just because you're, you're treading into unfamiliar territory. So let that compassionate voice come up and just be like, it's okay to be scared. If I was going on a roller coaster the first time, I'd be scared. Like if I was going on a roller coaster for the first time with you and you'd been on a roller coaster many, many, many times. And I looked over to you and I said, Corey, I'm scared. Would you be like, why are you scared? It's just a roller coaster. No, you'd be like, of course you are. You're about to go on a roller coaster. So just let it be okay. Your fear, here's the other thing I want to tell you. 
When we've experienced a lot of trauma, the fear was the alert system to something's wrong because we, we were bracing ourselves, right? We were, we were feel yeah. the trauma about to happen. So that fear often creates like that fight or flight freeze thing. Okay. And so sometimes you can get a little frozen when you feel that fear. So when you feel like you get a little frozen, you can say to yourself, that was then, this is now. It's normal to be a little fearful, but this fear is because I'm dealing with something unfamiliar, but I'm safe. I'm safe. So just talk to the fear, help your brain start to understand that that fear isn't an alert system to, oh my God, something bad's about to happen. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. And where's the fear now after I just said that? Um. Still a little bit in my chest and, mm-hmm. and belly, but... Did it go down even a smidge? Oh, yeah. Number-wise, okay, yeah. Great. I think I'm like at a two now. Perfect. <laughs> so in 30 minutes, we got from a 10 to a two. And you did that. Yeah. I didn't do that. You did that. Your body did that. You did that. Yeah. So what do you know to be true about you? Um, I'm kind and courageous and devoted and persistent, <laughs> mm-hmm. determined, um, and lovable, uh, lovable and worthy <laughs> and deserving and worthy and deserving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. Beautiful. This is helpful. Yes. <laughs> Good. Very much. Good. Thank you again, Corey. I feel like you were the voice for so many on this call. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your honesty. And thank you for your willingness. I want to speak first about willingness here. Really, willingness and commitment to the healing process are all you need to get the momentum started. You don't need to know the how. Could you see how Corey's willingness and her commitment to the process opened up the call with me, which gave her some direction. I'm sure that attracted the email from her uncle. That could be the way that she gets financial support through this. So it's the the willingness and the commitment. You don't need to know the how. When we're dealing with trauma or major issues from our past, we can't know the how on our own. We're not supposed to. And I love that there's so many personal development resources. I have online products and online courses, and I know they're very, very useful and they can help people overcome a lot. And I recommend here, and I recommend in my online courses that working with an actual practitioner, someone who's very qualified and very skillful as we're releasing some of these very painful experiences is not only important, it's imperative. I really want to emphasize that. So find a way, please stop making excuses. You don't have the money. You don't live in the right city. If there's the willingness and there's the commitment, I promise you the resources and the person will show up. With the right amount of resources, I'm sure you could even find sliding scale type therapists. You could find free workshops. Get creative about it. Have the willingness and have the intention. Do not think that you're supposed to do this all on your own because you can't. I would not be here today 
without the teachers and the healers that I have worked with. So I really wanted to emphasize that. A few things about Corey. You'll notice I didn't ask her what happened for a couple reasons. One, I didn't need to know. Two, I didn't want to like reactivate it again for her. I wanted to give her the experience of working with the feelings that were coming up and seeing that she actually could shift them by feeling them, by expressing them, and by being seen and heard in the space of love and compassion. I also want to emphasize that that voice of the inner critic and the inner judge that can come up when we're processing things, hard to silence completely. Making the voice of the inner compassion even louder is what we need to do. We need to be aware that we have this mind that's wired towards the negative and the unworthiness and all of that. We've got to have so much compassion for that and let the voice of compassion become louder than that part that feels unworthy. And like I said to Corey, anyone that's experienced any abuse, criticism, neglect, because of that, self-esteem, self-belief, self-identity becomes very tied to feeling unworthy and undeserving. But it's not true. It's so not true. You're not damaged goods. You're not unworthy. I also want to say that I have seen time and time again that individuals who have experienced the most pain in their past often have the biggest purposes, the biggest hearts, the biggest capacity to be healers. Know that there's purpose to your pain and know that it doesn't have to live inside of you day after day after day. That said, releasing it and going through the process of healing isn't all peaches and cream. It is hard sometimes because we're finally giving ourselves permission to feel a lot of the feelings that we didn't get to feel at the time. Now, we don't have to re-traumatize ourselves. When I was letting go of a lot of my trauma, I wouldn't go back into the scene too much. I didn't need to rehash all the details. I just needed to express the feelings and words I didn't get to do at the time. So yeah, it can be hard. Opening that can of worms can be a lot. But I love how in this call, her boyfriend started making a freaking smoothie. That's why I asked what the background noise was, because I knew it was there for a reason. I didn't want it edited out. That's the other thing that's important to keep in mind. Yes, we can do this deep work, but it doesn't have to be so heavy all the time. You saw the range of her experience. She was able to go deep in the fear, but then we were able to bring in the laughter. She was able to feel that. So really notice, and maybe listen to that episode again and notice how she brought the fear from a 10 to a zero. And yes, I facilitated it, but she did it and you can do it too. And you may need a teacher. You may need a guide. You may need the right seatbelt and the directions and the right car instead of thinking you have to do it all on your own. You don't. And please don't be afraid to ask for help. I just kept getting that there was someone that could help her. And do you see how when I initially asked it, she said no. And then we paused. And then there was the, oh, well, maybe there's this uncle who literally said to her, if you need help, let me know. Hello, angel on earth. And so asking for help, asking the people in your life, there are people that are rooting for you. I've had people close to me that I love so much going through difficult times. And when they reach out to me for something, my heart just melts 
and I want to help and I want to give and I want to serve. So consider giving that opportunity to someone instead of thinking you have to figure it out all on your own. Healing trauma is not necessarily a quote unquote easy thing to do, but it's possible. It's very, very, very possible. And it doesn't have to take forever. There are layers and there is that cocoon process where it's like, ah, what's happening? It's dark in here. I don't know who I am, but that's part of it. You're deconstructing the identity that you built with duct tape. So you can really reclaim your pure, innocent essence, the identity that's built on love. So some takeaways for you from this call. First, really look at, do you have a bit of an addiction to suffering? And are you willing to break it? Willingness and commitment. Those are the only steps you need. Those two things will line up the rest. Next, get help. Get guidance. Ask for help financially if you need to. Find therapists. There are healers and light workers out there everywhere. Even if you have to travel to somebody, it's freaking worth it. Let the emotions express and express them in a space of compassion. Let yourself speak and just in your mind say, what else? What else? Keep going. And finally, find a way to laugh through all of it. Find a way to connect to that part of you that knows it's not broken, that knows it's not damaged goods, that knows it is worthy and deserving and whole and enough and complete and lovable. And the best ways I can support you through all this are my retreat, which is coming up in March, and also the personal mastery coach because we've got lots of coaches in there that can also help you find a coach that you can work on one-on-one stuff with. Any questions about that, you can email jill at christinehassler.com. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. Thank you so, so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe in iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.